Hey, you're listening to the 60 Helmets Kickstart podcast. It is Labor Day, although we're not taping this on Labor Day because we don't want to be doing no labor on Labor Day, right? You're right. You're absolutely right. So it's uh, me, Don Maeda. We've got Michael Antonovich on the phone, and we're here in Corona at Malcolm Stewart's part-time residence in Corona, California. I think I said Corona already, but it's good to have you back on the West Coast, bro. No, it's good to be back. Uh, I took some time off in the summer. I got to spend some time with my family. You know, I got to catch up on some things. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I didn't really have a chance to go back to Florida um, that often, you know, because obviously I started training with Gary Swanepoel. So uh, I spent more majority of my time out here. Then obviously uh, I got hurt in January. Mm-hmm. So all the recovery and stuff like that, I had to access out here. So that's a good thing about, you know, California is the motorsport industry. Is, it's right here. So yeah, got work done and you know, obviously went back home, got started going back riding and stuff, and, you know, here we are. Yeah, was, it was, went by fast, too. I was surprised that Swanee let you leave because I know that he wanted you out here to work out and do your rehab rather than being at home where he couldn't control it. But, like, did you reach a certain point where you were satisfied and said, yeah, you can go? Yeah, it was kind of like I had a goal uh, I had to reach, and then, you know, after he kind of – it's it's almost like kids, you know, he didn't want to let the kid go, (laughs) but, um, obviously, you know, for me, um, you know, it was nothing changed, you know, still did reports, stuff like that. So, uh, then he came down one week and uh, yeah, he came down one week actually with Aaron Plessinger as well. So we did some riding together. Um, and you know, it was cool. So let him check the place out. He's never been to the compound ever before. So he finally got to see it and yeah, yeah, he loves it. He He think it's cool. That's good. So you were gone for three weeks, right? Uh, Four weeks? Where? In California? In Florida. Florida. No, I was gone for, Longer than the, that? for the summer. Oh, okay. And I was pumped. <laughs> <laughs> I was real pumped. So they come back out here with this heat wave. I'm not too pumped on that. So, yeah. um, But better than a hurricane? Yeah. And, you know, uh, I mean, yeah. yes, yes, hurricanes do suck, but earthquakes are even worse. Yeah. See, the, here's the difference, about You know, everybody's like, oh, you know, oh, I don't like hurricanes, blah, blah, blah. See, a hurricane, you can see it coming from miles away. <laughs> an earthquake, you could just wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and next thing you know, everything's just shaking off the wall. So yeah. I'd rather see a hurricane come through than, than an earthquake. I don't like earthquakes. Have you been here for a good one yet? Yeah, I've been here. I had one that was like probably – I don't know, last year or yeah. two years ago? Dude, I, it literally scared – like, I, I was scared to go back to sleep. I don't like it. There's nothing cool about that. Did did did, uh, did earthquakes scare the shit out of you, Anton, because you're not from California? Because I'm used to them. Well, you know, and the weird thing is I've only ever had one the whole time I've lived in California. Uh-huh. Every other time that one's happened, I've been out of town. Yeah. But back in Illinois, uh, in, like, 2007, there was one. And I thought it was because it happened in the middle of the night, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. And I thought it was because I left my windows open and I thought a storm came through. So I thought like the storm was shaking the house. But yeah, so I've had an earthquake before. The first one's always the worst. Yeah. Yeah. So So, not bad. Did you run up and get under a door frame or under a table? No, I mean, by the time I realized it was really going on, I was, I literally remember like, it sounded like somebody just dropping a remote, you know, in, in the middle of the night, like just on the ground, like super just poof. And then next, you know, I, I, like I'm like here that everything started rattling. I'm over here grabbing the grabbing the bed, like <laughs> just rolling with it. So I wasn't too pumped on it, but you know, it is what it is. It was only like ten seconds, and it was over with. But yeah. 
I know. I walked outside and all. I walked outside and all the street lights and everybody's houses lights were on. So I was like, I'm glad I wasn't the only yeah. one just feeling this. Yeah, and the car alarms and mm-hmm. it's crazy sometimes. You know, when it happens in the middle of the night, if you're up, you can hear it coming. You yeah, know, like, that's what I'm saying. Down. Like it sounded like I just heard a doof, and then yeah. you know, it just started coming to rumble through. You know, the curious thing I've never heard. Like imagine people that were driving at that time. Yeah, but you I wouldn't would, feel when you're driving, I think, because... You don't think, like, you, you, you'd be all up on the side of the road? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends how close to it you are, right? <laughs> Say, like... Yeah. Nice. Well, hey, so, okay, so the premise of the Kickstarter podcast, we kind of BS about the race that just happened, right? But there's no racing going on, so I guess let's get your take on the, uh, the season that went down. Like, how do you think the results turned out, and what surprised you the most? Um... I guess I would say uh, you know, the outdoor season was the it was a toss up. Um, you know, obviously, you know Eli Tomac rode really good. Roxon was fighting for it for a while, and um, even a, obviously the 250 championship. Obviously, congrats to Adam Cincerello. You know, um, that was good for a rebound. You know, obviously we all know what happened in Supercross. So for him to back it up and uh, do it in outdoors, that was good for him. I think that kind of like took some weight off his shoulders. So, I mean, even obviously a teammate, Justin Cooper, you know, everybody everybody was doing good. I mean, it seemed like, um, to me, like, it, it didn't seem like anything um, different than, like, the normal outdoors. Everybody just goes out there and puts their heart into it. Um, the cool thing that I I think the, the best thing I think everybody was pumped on is the last round for uh, – it wasn't a mud. There was no more mud. <laughs> so – uh, I mean, it was good racing all around, and obviously Supercross was good. Uh, I mean, it's it's. I mean, obviously racing was was really good. It could have been better with me out there. Definitely. So, um, but yeah, now we're healthy. Like I said, looking forward to you know being back at A one. Um, you know, missing that race, it just you know it is. There's nothing worse than you know watching everybody else race. So you try not to watch it on Saturday night, even <laughs> though you're gonna watch it, but you try not to watch it. <laughs> yeah, did you watch stuff live or just like look at results on the internet? Or? Yeah, I would just you know um, I would just see things like I'll go to obviously follow like Justin Cooper or, or like you know see a couple of buddies and just kind of see how the results was. So I would kind of have an idea or pro motocross, you know, or you guys or so. Uh, to me, is kind of. Yeah, I would get my updates from there. I mean, a lot of times, like I said, sometimes you would catch them on TV, you know, and then sometimes I wouldn't. So mm-hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't like, uh, like I have to watch it because I'm not out there. So if anything, yeah. me watching it drove me nuts. If anything, <laughs> so I try not to watch it. Just look at the results. <laughs> hey, now, like your brother watched footage all the time. Is that something that you do? Like, do you watch other guys' footage to learn techniques from other people, or is that you're so confident in yourself? No, I mean, you all, no, of course, you watch, like, um, you know, you watch, like, different techniques and how this guy, you know, rides. And, um, you know, especially when it comes down to, like, things like um, when it's, like, ruddy and, like, you know, really tight corners and how this person, like, uh, like how he uses, like how he uses the clutch, or how he if he stands up longer going into the corner, if he's like really hard, like you know things like that. And of mm-hmm. course, every rider, I mean, if they don't sit there and say that they don't ever watch any other riders and learn something from it, they'd be lying. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it, it's just that's just a natural thing. It's just like, I mean, you think about it, you line up at a one. What's the first thing all the top twenty guys and riders in a four fifty class are doing? Watching the two fifty guys. Mm-hmm. So you're learning something. You're learning the idea of the track. You're learning. So 
um, you, you definitely it's it's definitely a learning curve, and you know whatever whoever your competition is, or if he beat you that last weekend or whatever, you're definitely gonna go back and look at the film and try to figure out like what what exactly where'd you go wrong and how did he catch you in this corner or whatever. So it could be better for suspension issues to you know things like that. So you're definitely learning a lot. Is there is there a rider that you like to watch tapes of to try to pick up things from? I would imagine you look at old tapes of your brother. Yeah, I mean, of course, obviously, like James, but, um, you know, there's definitely a lot of riders. Like, <clears throat> Tomac's very aggressive in a lot of his corners. Rox is very smooth. Um, you know, it's, it's you know, two totally different techniques, but, you know, at the, you know, it's pretty much like the same outcome. It's just you try to find out what's the best that you can try to, you know, what's the best you can try to uh, comprehend, I guess. And, mm-hmm. um you look at, you know, Roxon, obviously he rides Honda. I ride a Honda. So you try to figure out how his bike works compared to yours. And every time we're out there on the racetrack, you know, or even riding and practicing, you know, you try to think of, like, you know, standing up more or things like that. So for me, um, I don't necessarily like, oh, man, I need to go work on this because Tomac did this. It's more so of, like, I'm struggling this. I wonder if he's struggling the same way or, or mm-hmm. something. Okay, all right, mm-hmm. maybe I – I need to take a different line, more like outside corners or more something like that. You know, you just you definitely look on, you know, look up to it. But we are professional riders, so yeah. we got here somehow, some way. So that you know, you pick up on, you adapt quick, and you pick up on, and I think that's what makes us, you know, who we are. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, go ahead, Anton. Is there, considering like your body type, you are have been a little bit bigger than other guys have been in the past. So is there stuff that you have to like, not you know, isn't going to translate directly over? Yeah, of course, you know, like, um, you know, where if it's like a really gnarly triple or a double coming outside of a corner and everybody's taking it inside. Um, but those are the things like you have to capitalize on. Like, does that mean that you need to enter the corner harder or you need to like, you know, things like that? So for me, as being a bigger person, um, I have to learn to, to adjust to that. Uh, and, and that's and I think that's like the best thing that, you know, like if I can figure out a way to be able to hit this double you know for 20 minutes or or whatever okay well if i can get this down i already know i'm really good in the whoops so that means Mm -hmm. i'm that much better so um of course there's you know there's give and takes and things like that obviously starts i've got you know starts sometimes could be a a a gig but when you work on your starts you know non-stop you you, of course you're going to be better so it's like i said it's always about a toss-up and stuff but you just learn to try to be the best for you know what you got and what you can do and try to move forward cool hey have you studied the tape of your crash and analyzed why you fell i mean i know i know that that single race probably eats at you because it cost you the year basically and, and you had so much momentum going before that um you know what's funny is actually i studied the heat race more than anything um because i didn't ride that good in the heat race and i know why i didn't ride that good because i think i was getting too antsy uh, and then i got once i calmed down i actually started riding better but um, I just took like the learning curve. Like, there's, if there's two things that I learned from the first, you know, a race and a half, I guess, um, is patience, and you know, it's more so um, letting the race come to you. You mm-hmm. know, of course, you know, easier said than done. You know, uh, I think Anaheim won. I think whenever I, made, I went to go, I saw Wilson make the mistake. I saw he didn't do the double, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try the inside. Um, it was more so of. 
you know, you can't do a coulda, woulda, shoulda deal, but it was more so if I just probably would have stayed back and, you know, sat back for a second and wait, you know, I could have capitalized on that. But if I didn't, who was to say, you know, like it, it's like you got to take that chance. And I think overall the things that I learned is more so, you know, maybe letting the race come to you. But, yeah, that crash is it is what it is. I don't ever really think about it anymore. I just think about, like, what's going to like take me to the next level? How can I be better? You know, mm -hmm. what's um, – you know what what's gonna make my my whole inner circle like better you know like far as racing or on the like chassis stuff or the motorcycle or you know even training so um obviously we all know there's a i i, I definitely shock a lot of people so yeah. if i can take whatever I, you know even though it's only a race and a half take the same thing that same energy for 17 races like i think we'll be pretty good yeah i think the uh the thing that's going to be the biggest uh weapon in your closet is going to be your new fitness dude i mean jesus you look way lighter and uh, i mean i i saw the fitness firsthand at uh, over the hump when you disappeared in the distance <laughs> um you know like i said it's more so you know um it's like taking your fitness you know with obviously training with garen swan pool and stuff it's uh it's making it fun, you know, obviously getting pounded in the ground, nobody likes that, you know, of course, mm -hmm. but you got to try to have fun with it. And I think Swanee has figured out a way with, you know, working with me to make it fun. You know, it's, I mean, it's work is work, but, mm -hmm. you know, try to make it fun to where it's not seem like you're, you're just getting pounded in the ground. Like you're like, you're seeing results and things like that. And of course, you know, when you train with a group of people, it makes it even more fun as well. You know, it makes it bike rides or mountain bike rides or whatever it seems go by way faster, yeah, maybe two and a half hours, three hours, or whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. it goes a lot more better when you got five guys with you. You know, yeah. you guys are, you know, talking and, you know, doing things like that. So it's more fun. And, um, of course, in riding and stuff like that, you know, instead of me being home and just riding by myself, it's a lot funner to see a different, you know, atmosphere and see more people. And, you know, you got kids that come up to you and ask for your autograph. It's just mm -hmm. more of a different scene, you know, and you enjoy that time because, Sometimes, you know, when you're back home, you forget who you are. Like, you forget, like, man, there's nobody. It's just the same thing over and over and over, and it gets boring. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you get different people, different tracks, and um, it also helps your bike out as well. So, like, you know, like I said, um, your track gets beat up, you know, 10 times faster. The whoops get cupped out or whatever. So, mm -hmm. and then, like I said, one thing that's cool about California and our motorsport industry well, here we are, you know, I can make one phone call or the guy's right there, you know, have a suspension change the next day. Yeah. So mm -hmm. versus being in California, you got to wait, you know, or Florida, so excuse me, yeah, you know, you got to ship in and stuff like that. So it's just kind of a hectic, you know, but again, you're home, you're in Florida. So, I mean, it is what it is, but like I have a pretty good established here. I live out in California. It's not like I'm shacked up and, you know, renting an apartment somewhere. I have mm -hmm. a really good, you know, nice area. So. Uh, to me, um, I think this is the best option for me, and I'm I'm happy about it. Mm -hmm. Hey, one of the things, uh, you know, your brother did that, <clears throat> the interview video of Seven, where he announced his retirement. But one of the things that really struck me, and, and I I took away from that was he was saying, he, you know, I I took it he don't like motorcycles anymore. <laughs> but but when he said he doesn't even like going to the house, he doesn't like the smell of it, and doesn't like thinking about everything that went down there can you relate to that or are you just too much in it right now like i mean when he says he don't even like going there i mean i guess i i you can you know sometimes you get caught up you know like and when you yeah think about you know he's been doing this for years you know what mm -hmm. i mean over you know years and years and 
Um, I think sometimes whenever you, you you nobody likes to wake up at work. I guess in his terms, and yeah. you know even when you're, you know maybe an hour away, it still feels like you just it's just there. You know, and as a racer, you can't think about you eat, sleep, drink. You know everything has to do dedicated to dirt bikes. Mm-hmm. So um, I think he just had that you know mental burnout. Yeah, and I, and it, you know it just kind of burns you out, and you can you can tell. A lot of riders who are either really pumped to be here or really not. You can just see it in their face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, they, they got the camera look going down the line. You just, you just got that guy like, man, this is, oh, my gosh. They got another moto of this. So, um, we all been there. I've been there. So, I know what it feels like. But, you know, you just got to try to figure out, um, you know, what what's going to take you to the next level and, and try. But, um Obviously, you know, you get a lot of successful guys. Usually, they're always the most successful people are not in it that long. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, it's it's just a matter of, you know, trying to find the, the balance of it, you know, between, you know, work and, and, and your own life. And that's just in, that's in every sport. And that's mm-hmm. in every, literally in every sport. So, to me, I think he had a, a, a hell of a career. Mm-hmm. Nobody can take anything back from it. And, and he set the bar up. And, and, you know, like I said, to me, I, I'm happy for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got two kids. Hey, <laughs> hey, was this your first Anaheim one this year, right? On a four fifty, yeah. 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 Is it everything you thought it would be? Is it get like overwhelming because so many guys put so much emphasis on it, or is it just another race? Um, you know, it's funny, like to me it didn't really feel like too much because I I, I watched my brother go through it a little bit, so I didn't really mm-hmm. see like too much. I definitely think like, you know, it's it's I wouldn't say overhyped because everybody's like ready to go. Um, it's just more of a to me. It's just more like the season, you know, like to kick off, you know. Mm-hmm. And the expectations, you know, as a rider, your expectations are, are kind of fumbled around. You don't really know how you're gonna do. And I think that's the cool thing about a ones like or the first race. It could be not necessarily Anaheim. It could be San Diego or wherever Vegas or whatever. It's just the first race, like, nobody knows, and everybody's kind of been gone since, like, September, October, you know, or after Monster Cup, and yeah. you get a couple guys that go over Europe, and you see them a little bit, but you get, like, even over there, it's not really too much of a, a battle, because it's it's a relaxed area, you know, and you it's flew thousands of miles, you know, and everybody's tired, and hungry, or whatever, so you, it's not mm-hmm. really a, a fair race, um, so I think you don't really know where you are until you get that first race, and it really... You don't really know where you're gonna sit through like the first three races because there's everything yeah. all all going on. You know, you know, you worry about your suspension, how that's gonna work well. Your all your training, like arm pump, like there's so many things that could happen in the very first race that mm-hmm. it, it takes a while. And it's usually the guy who wins the first race not always wins the championship either. Yeah. So it's like it's kind of to me like I think it's more of a, it's it's the season. It, to me, like all seventeen races, it, it seems like to fans it seems short, but dude, it feels like forever out there, mm-hmm. you know. And I think uh, for us, you know, we're obviously we're dealing with so much stuff. So I think you know, like I said, back to eight, like a one. I don't, I don't think it's too crazy. I think it's just more like nobody really knows where they are. So just go out there and have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Hey, so you got your uh, you got your contract with Moto Concepts done? Yep, months ago. It's got to feel good to know you have everything set up and all you got to do is train for A1. Yeah, no, that that that's, you know, that's the best thing. And, um, 
you know, definitely weights off, you know, weight off your shoulders for sure, knowing that you already got a secure ride and you don't have to fight for anything because there would have been nothing I could have done. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but like I said, it's a cool thing. Obviously, Tony and Mike, you know, those guys, you know, um, you know, they, they believed in me and they gave me another shot. So um, this time it's going around and, and just have fun with it and enjoy yourself and, you know, have a hell of a year. Mm-hmm. So your name was in the uh, the rumor mill as a potential replacement for Cole Seeley. As it turns out, Justin Brayton is going there. Um, was it a potential for you? Uh, no, I mean, I don't think – I mean, I guess I would say, you know, being with, you know, MCR and Honda, I, they're so close. I think mm-hmm. – I, wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt my name wouldn't be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, with Eric Kehoe, the team manager. Uh, Brayton has been there you know, with Honda. So I think the transition would be super easy just to move over. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, unfortunately, hopefully nothing happens to neither the riders at HRC. But if something did happen, I think it would kind of roll over to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I'm happy where I'm at. You know, like I said, it's just both bikes. It doesn't make a difference anywhere. They're Honda, you know. So at the end of the day, I think what Honda wants is, is, is the top, what, top bike on the podium. It doesn't matter if it's what color as long as it's red <laughs> yeah then so what, what it can be it can be it can, it can be pink <laughs> well, <we can. laughs> but um no like i said the 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 both teams will obviously work really together we all ride together you know mm-hmm. it's so it's it's not like it's like oh my god it's you know you guys are a totally different team yeah it may the name may be the same but at the end of the day it's still a honda mm-hmm. Have you, hey you've been go ahead don ha- the 2020 Honda 450 is different. It's changed quite a bit. Have you ridden it I haven't yet? ridden yet. So, okay, so that I'm, bike in the garage is yeah, still Yeah, yep. Yeah. So um, I'm curious. I'm supposed to be getting on it here real soon. Um, mm-hmm. I think maybe after Montreal because, uh, you know, I think there's still 19s over there right now. Mm-hmm. So the transition, I think it's supposed to be different. I don't think we want to, like, just start jumping on. We're supposed to be going racing here in, like, basically two weeks. Yeah. Or a week Ooh. and a half, I guess. So your so, off season includes Montreal. I assume you're going to Paris. Yeah, uh, it's Montreal, um, Monster Cup, um, Paris, and Geneva. Okay. So I have four races on my belt before A1. I think that's plenty of time. Uh, some, some, like I said, some good races and stuff. And Monster Cup should be fun. I, I keep hearing that they're they're changing the schedule, so I don't know what's set. I heard it's supposed to be backwards one time. So it's mm-hmm. like, I, I, so I have no idea. I don't know how that's really going to work, um, but, you know, they do a pretty good job. Dirtworks and those guys do a pretty good job, so we're, we're definitely curious to see how that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Hey, Malk, you've been with the Moto Concepts guys for a year now. What was, like, the biggest surprise that you had from when you started to now? Because I think that there's been, like, misconceptions about those guys in the past, but it's been proven now to be, like, a super legit team. Yeah, I think Brayton kind of set the bar for that team. You know, um, obviously, you know, he's been there for, I want to say two, three years now, or something, mm-hmm. two years from now. And then, obviously, he went out there and won Daytona. So, um, from there, I think he set the bar to where, you know, if, if it's good enough for Brayton, I think it's it's pretty good. Now, you know, of course, you know, some past in the history, you know, with the lessees and stuff like that, freeze or whatever. But, man, those – those guys are solid dudes, you know. Uh, of course, you know, in the human eye, they, they always may be, you know, whatever people think they may be. But, you know, Vince is a solid dude. The kid works super hard. Tony Lessie, he'll do anything you can't – like he'll, whatever he can for you to make anything that has to do with dirt bikes to make you better. Mm-hmm. 
and that's all you can ask for you know like that's mm-hmm. that at the end of the day like that that's really all i can ask for and he I, he's been a hell of a team manager for me the owner obviously mike genova he's been uh he's every he's a man of his word everything he's told me he's done so and vince freeze uh, uh, he's like my sparring partner the kid works super mm-hmm. hard i don't think people get enough give enough credit to vince freeze and how hard that kid actually really works and I didn't know that until I was on the team and how hard the kid works. And mm-hmm. he's a dude. He's a solid dude. You take that guy out of the moto, like, he's, in, like, the nicest guy ever. It's just what people think. So, um, me personally, I like the people I'm working with, everybody, the mechanics. Uh, everybody's really good. And I think, like I said, um, my Brayton set the bar for the group, and I'm, I'm more than happy to be with the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, freeze cool guy freezy yeah he, freeze like he's he, like i said he's a good dude man he's a really good dude and he, yeah it, dude, there's a lot of days that dude's faster than me <laughs> a lot a lot of days so um to me like i said i think he's a good sparring partner and as well as uh, you know me being out here with training with vince freeze and and, and gary swanapool so mm-hmm. i got my riding partner and i got my training partners i'm sitting pretty good yeah i think uh the things you say about tony also ring true because like i I've known Tony Alessi since before his kids rode motorcycles. Wow. Because he used to write stories for Cycle News, and I was the locals editor, and he used to submit his stories to me. So I've known him forever, and I've seen him go fully, like, you know, on that, like, crazy racer dad. Uh-huh. And then he's come back, and he's so pro now. Like, Yeah, uh, no, he's, I, he's, I enjoy he's his company solid. Now. Like I said, he deals with a lot of business with people like that, and people respect him. So, I mean, to me um, – the the guy all the guy wants to do is is be successful and the dude's gonna do whatever it takes to be successful so how mad can you really be mm-hmm. he have, wants the riders to be successful he wants everybody to be happy and 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 enjoying themselves so to me it, i mean that's that's what we want so if you got a group of guys that want to work hard to be you know successful i mean obviously things good things happen have you mm-hmm. encountered the uh Tony Alessi, human dino yet? No, <laughs> I haven't yet. I, I heard that like when a motor gets done, he'll he'll go out and just rip across the desert with no helmet on just to see how fast it is. And he'll come back and critique the engine, the power band. No, I mean, I wouldn't doubt that he hasn't done that. Uh, but, I mean, so far all my engines were pretty good. No, yeah. So I don't know if I should take the engine builder or Tony Alessi. <laughs> so where, where was he? I saw him at Milestone Friday. Mm-hmm. But then when I came over and talked to you, he was nowhere to be found. Did he just come make sure you set up the canopy okay and then leave? <laughs> no, he was watching. Um, he, he he had to do some things he had to do. And then uh, he comes over and talked to me for a little bit. He actually brought me gas, so um and that was pretty much it and then he watched the second moto and but i mean every time i come back to the truck after the motos he's there so i know he's watching, he's watching somewhere did he make any comment about the difficult time you had passing that number 48 guy on the husky oh yeah the, you know? the guy that was just not letting me do the triple yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Cutting uh, off. yeah. <laughs> I, if i knew it, it, if i was coming too was fast and if i knew it was you i would have i for sure would have took you out for yeah. sure for sure for sure you've been all scarred up oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know anton well, was out there too i know yeah, I, do you do you realize how weird that is like for us like if i i told my cousins last week like all the people that i work with every week if i told them like yeah malcolm roosted me on friday they'd freak out like the fact that you guys get to do that you dino pro guys that are on the track with just normal people that's a huge deal 
Yeah, I, I mean, people get pumped on it. Like, I get – there was some guy out there that had a chest protector on and nothing else. He was just, just – just, <laughs> On the KTM. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I was just – and he was – he was kind of sketchy, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. kind of sketchy. You know, you know, when I pass that guy, I double clutch a little. Yeah, yeah, just on that skin. Because <laughs> I was like, I got roosted, and I was like, dude, this hurts. So I know for a fact he's hurting. Okay, mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're out there on days like that with, you know, regular dudes, like when I talked to you, you didn't realize that that was me in front of you. Like, do you ever notice who you're passing? Like, like – um. On a professional level with racers, yes. Yeah, more um, like goons. Um, when you come to random guys, because some people don't have number, you don't have don't have numbers on or, or or whatever. You're not in your you're in a different environment. But yeah, yeah. But I can't believe you didn't notice me. But I, it's I weird was, because it's, it's funny that you say seven. that because while well, I was passing you, but I knew where you know Jared Fry was around the racetrack. Yeah. So I could point him out, but I couldn't point you guys out. I can't because um, I look good on Friday. No, no, not really. What was I wearing? Seven. You did. You yeah, had. Did you had good. the right gear on. I give yeah. you there. You had the right gear on. You know, but just, I don't. Dude, I was the yellow dragon out there, man. Come on, yellow dragon. This is this is what we hear down there. Yellow dragon. The yellow dragon. Um, you know, but even on on days like that, you know, you get a bunch. I think it's cool just to you know go out there and, and you know mix it up with the fans. It's like I I always consider them fans, but you know obviously the dudes are out there at milestones. They're just you know they're just regular guys having mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. You know, got the weekend off. It's a three day weekend for those guys, so why not? You know, let's mm-hmm. go to milestone and have some fun. So, um, you know, to go out there and ride with those guys, I think they're just having fun just to say, oh, dude, Malcolm Stewart passed me or. I held him up in a corner or something. <laughs> you know, I roosted him. You know, whatever. I mean, I would do the same thing. If I was yeah. them, I would do that. I'd be, boy, I'd get in the truck. I'd be first person. I'd be calling all my friends and tell them I roosted Malcolm Stewart. So, um, you know, but on days like that, you know, you're definitely more cautious. Yeah, I was going uh, to ask like, that, like, because, you know, there have been several high-level guys that have gotten hurt by goons. And there's, like, you know, during the summer, the KTM and Troy Lee guys, a bunch of guys banded together to rent tracks so they didn't have to ride with the yeah i mean of course you know um you, you don't want to be in that situation but you accept it because we all were there at one point mm-hmm. you know so uh to me like none of us really get like we don't if somebody holds us up in a corner we know nobody really gets mad it's not like it's like oh my god like you know he, he ruined my lap time it's like first off you're out there, you're in their environment, you know what I mean? Like, you're at a public track, so you have to understand that. Like, you know, uh, uh, those guys wouldn't get access to go to the Yamaha test track or the Honda test track or things like that, so you have to, like, backtrack. And um, like I said, for us, I think you know, I, I give people credit, you know, for going out there trying. You know, it's like at least he's out there, like, mm-hmm. trying, you know, enjoying himself, you know, whatever. So, um, of course, you know, you, you have a different – you know, idea of, you know, when you're trying to moto, it does suck sometimes, but you're not like pissed off. You know, it's just like, like I said, I passed you and I, you may have held me up in a corner, but I'm, I'm not going to get mad at you about it. I'm just going to pass you safety and, and go like mm-hmm. that. Um, again, it's. See, I, I was sure, you know, I, when we went out, I was like, oh man, Malcolm's on the track doing his moto with Fry. <laughs> oh man. And I actually started my moto right behind you. Because I was like, I didn't want to get in your way. And yeah. I'm like, dude, Mookie's going to come and he's going to kick me or he's going to knock me down or something. Nah. <laughs> no, you know. And but I, I heard think... you coming. <laughs> that bike sounds like a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like I said, it, you know, it's it's more of, of 
just having fun, enjoying yourself and, and things like that. So it's not um, – another thing too, like when we're at that professional level, we kind of have an idea what you're going to do before you even do it. Oh, you got no idea what I'm going to do. Oh, we have a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> we have a good idea. Hey, so milestone like where we rode yesterday. Right. For me and Don, that's a fun trap. Like good-sized jumps, layout's pretty good. Dude, after riding what you ride at the ranch in Florida, how easy is milestone? Like, is it even a challenge? No, I mean, it, it, it's easy, but when you're trying to – when I guess I would say every time I throw my leg over a dirt bike, I'm going to give him 100%. Mm-hmm. So um, if, I, if I – like, for instance, you know, when Swanee and he's looking at my heart rate, it's, it's still the same where if it's, you know, at milestone or even in Florida – so it goes to show you, like, you're just – you I mean, basically, you're still putting the same amount of effort in. You know, maybe mm-hmm. the track's easy. We did 100 laps, but, you know, it is what it is. Like, you know, we're mm-hmm. out there remote and when we're, you know, we're going by the clock and, and you're still putting the same amount of effort into it. So mm-hmm. um, I think Milestone's a fun track for, for you know, for riders. If, if if it was connected, it wasn't connected that day. Um, but it was it's a fun track. And you get yeah. some ruts and things like that. To me – I think it's different to ride something different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's cool to ride something different. I mean, um, like I said, I, yeah, obviously being in Florida, I, I got unlimited water. I can do whatever I want, blah, blah, blah. I can ride anytime I want. Yeah, but when you go to something different, you're seeing people, like I said earlier, you know, and it's, um, it, it's kind of fun, you know, to see some people having kids come up, ask for your autograph. Mm-hmm. That environment, you know, you enjoy yourself. So, um to me, I had fun Friday. It was more like a, a, a kickback, enjoy yourself. But, yeah, work hard, but just mm-hmm. enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the way I look at it. And then, like I said, we're going to be for, you know rolling down Supercross, so it won't be – I guess Don wants to call them goons. I think – don't worry, guys. I think you guys are trying very hard out there. You guys are not goons, okay? okay. A for you guys effort. are A for effort. <laughs> Let them know that Malcolm Stewart is pumped for you guys to be out there. Just don't take me out. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so at the Florida track, when you guys build those like insane doubles, like Kenny was riding a few weeks ago, who's the guinea pig that hits those first? I don't really, you know, I don't really like jumping like big jumps like that. To be honest, dude, those are big. Yeah, but see, I don't mind jumping a a double that has a big landing. So Mm -hmm. if I over jump it, I'm gonna be fine. But I'm not gonna over under jump it. No, 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 no rider (laughs) under jumps to jump. You're always going to overjump it, and that's it, you know. Like, for me, to be honest, like, I'm scared of Supercross triples. Terrified of them. Like, whoop. Really? Yeah, no, every hey, time. He also says he's scared of whoops. I don't like whoops either. Come on. I'm being honest. I, I don't. I don't like whoops. I don't I like I can see where those would be like scary triples. every time. Yeah. And, like, what I really don't like is, like, sometimes they have those finish lines with, like, where you got those over, over and unders. Uh-huh. Oh, those are death. With that peaky landing? That's a death penalty mm-hmm. waiting to happen. <laughs> Waiting to happen, dude. Those things are sketchy. no. I, I trust me. I've I've had my fair share of endoing off of them, so I don't like those because there's there's it's very hard to time, very hard mm-hmm. to like if you when you downside it the very first time you ever jump it, it's it's very rare that nobody it, ever does it. They seem even sketchier when they don't do the big takeoff at the front. They do that just little yeah, ledge. Yep, yep. Dude, those seem sketchy. Yep, see, I, I don't even know why they even still have those in there. <clears throat> Should just just. Eliminate it. There's no need for overrunners to me personally. Okay, what's the <laughs> what's the scariest thing that's got building at the Florida track? Um, you know, 
nothing was pretty nothing was really scary i think because i, I was home it's home it's mm-hmm. comfort <laughs> so, so oh, i know i'm okay and 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 on top of that i got my dad around the corner so if i told him i don't like something he just can just change it for me mm-hmm. so okay do you uh do you ever get tired of looking at that dirt being that color no that color is beautiful it's beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. You'll never just, get tired of that kind of. Does it, it stain? stains? Does yeah, that dirt yeah. stains, right? Get, yeah, no, it stains. But I mean, it's like when you're around the corner, you're riding it, and you know, like you're like I'm coming in this, in this turn like 100 miles an hour, and you know it's gonna stick. Yeah, so it's got good traction, yeah, of course. So how mad can you be? It's better than falling out here, and then you be like one crash. Oh, all these are all gone. Yeah. Oh, they're done. Mm-hmm. Done. Hey, you know what I've always wanted to ask you about, but I never have is the video. I think you were still an amateur. That big ass jump where you scrubbed it and you took out the front wheel of your buddy. Oh and yeah, he ate shit. Yeah. Who no. was that? Like how? Pup Watley. Yeah, what? he he died and came back to life. Did, <laughs> dude. That that was like I saw it. it was, on my uh, phone and it made my stomach hurt. Like, uh, you know, I didn't even mean to because sometimes like I scrubbed the jump going the opposite way and that landing actually was kind of like you turn. It was kind of like you needed to turn left. And I had so much speed, and I realized, I'm like, oh, dude, I'm going way too fast. And, like, I'm trying to cut back, but, you know, sometimes when you try to cut, you, like, brush the land. You're not that good I don't, of a rider. I don't know. So I'm I don't sure. know why I'm even explaining this to this guy. Well, anyways, you, you kind of, like, scrubbed Straight. it. You know and, what I jumped? I, they I call cut. me arrow. Yeah. Yeah, arrow. Yeah. Yeah, more like a roller. Stare straight as an yeah. arrow, dude. That's okay. okay. Go on. But, anyways, I hit him. He endowed. I I pretty much high side back in 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 ground. You whatever. Didn't, you crash? I oh yeah. Oh okay. I crashed bad. And um, like I said, he watered up. And the only good thing, the reason why he didn't get hurt, is my dad just watered it. So he slipped. When he, he slid when he landed. He like belly flopped on that. He like nose dude. picked it so hard that like he never really impacted. It. Like it just threw him forward because really? he just stayed on the bike. I'm like. I don't know why you didn't bail. And he's like, I, I couldn't get off of it. And I'm like, what do you mean you couldn't get off of it? He's like, you endo the hardest I've ever seen somebody endo. But whatever. At the end of the day, he's safe. He's good. Nothing, No yeah. broken bones for either of us. So we moved forward from there. Um, when you watched the video of it, were you like, God damn. Oh, when I watched it, I mean, uh, dude, imagine doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like That's like when you hit him. I like practically killed my yeah. friend over there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's gnarly. I mean. It's everybody. I mean, for the, it was a talk of, I swear it was a talk of the month. Oh yeah. About that video mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I was like, you know, as long as we and him are okay, that's that's really what matters. Yeah. We all have some big fills, but that was that was pretty much like the biggest jump you can possibly endo off of. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I see those kids, like when you're, they have the JS7 Championship Day, and those kids on 85s are doing stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, uh, you know, we try to tell those kids, like, you know, it's the funniest thing. Like, obviously, the JS7 ride day, we tell kids, you know, it's all about fun, you know, have a chime. Dude, those kids, the very first, just casing jumps, just blowing spokes. I'm just like, you know, you got a race next weekend. Yeah, you know, you're not going to make it. Dad spent all this money. Yeah, it was like, you went here, you don't get anything. Like, there's no contingency here. Yeah. So, but no, the kids love it. They enjoy your time. Um, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's a fun event, and uh, we love having the kids here. Mm-hmm. How involved is James still in the race and the ride day and all that? Because I mean, it's, it bears his namesake, but now that he's retired. 
Has he stepped away? Is it more no, your, your uh, deal now? No, he still shows up. You know, has a little kid. Last year he showed up and has a little kid and stuff. You know, he he doesn't ride. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to talk him into riding this year. <laughs> um, but like I said, it's for him, it's just more of a, a like the name and, and you know the family and we're all there. So it's it's more you know he's even there. He was flagging last year. So um, yeah, he may not be riding, but it's more of the the of the name of itself and just being at the mm-hmm. compound, enjoying you know taking photos with him and you know more of a, a stress relief getting around. I mean, kids still today play that you know that track and they're like, oh man, I remember I jumped this double and stuff like that. So. Um, it's more like just you know marking off for the the checklist for the kids you know dreams yeah and I think that's mm-hmm. what makes I think that's what makes the ride day. Okay, I know you're probably a little jaded to it because you live there and it's your stuff. But like, you ever like thought about how much motocross treasure is at your house? Like, oh, yeah, there's like, a lot. What, like, what uh, bikes are there? <laughs> I mean, Jesus. It, it's you know what's funny is like I think about all like the the, the treasure, but I'm thinking of like man. I want to take a pit bike out, and I just want to jump it off the biggest jump, you know, things like that. I want to, like, destroy pit bikes. That's more of my style. Yeah, I remember that stuff from that Fox catalog yeah. you and him because yeah. you were a little kid. Yeah. And that stuff was sick. Like, did you realize at the time that you were seeing, like, the next level stuff happening? No. 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 It no. normal. It was just, yeah, it was just normal. It was I, mean, just I, normal? I was just, to me, I, like, lived just, like, I practically lived the same life. So I was, like, everywhere he went, I went. So it was, it was mm-hmm. kind of, like, to me, I like, you know, when people, you know, say, like, oh, I got the number one play. I'm like, dude, I saw that thing. And I threw it. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like that. threw that thing away. Like, need anything to me. So, uh, of course, obviously, looking back at it, it was, it was those times and stuff. But, you know, obviously, when you're when that's your brother, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah, he, it was, instead of wasn't like a he one, it was like a we one, you know, type mm-hmm. thing, you know, as a family thing. Or you guys like big into archival stuff did you keep everything or is it just kind of yeah we did it we don't want anything else because i know you guys have all the cars uh yeah like i mean there's obviously we have motorcycles we kept all the, the, the motorcycles and stuff like that championships and stuff uh um there's certain things that um it's more my mom my mom always my mom always has that stuff hidden you know yeah uh, not not necessarily hidden, but it's all in the house of her house and stuff mm-hmm. like that. There's some things that she's got that ain't nobody gonna see. So um, we do um, hold on to a couple things. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, so just as in mind, like you know, whether it's a championship or first race win or something mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. Um, and and not only that, it's just even for car shows. And you know, I went to my car show. Me and my dad won like the Labor Day car show one time. So she like put it all on a plaque. We got like little photos and stuff. So it's like, um, it's just like a bunch of little things that we, of course that we keep. Mm-hmm. Nice. Hey, uh, I got to pee, bro. Not even gonna lie to you. All right. Well, let's take a uh, let's take a break to hear from our sponsors. Then. All right. We'll be back. Hey everyone, it's Marvin Miskin from the Red Bull KTM Racing Team. Right now, KTM is making it easier than ever to get out and ride. Head to your local KTM Autorized dealer to take advantage of limited time offer on qualified dirt, street, adventure, and naked models, or check out KTM.com to learn more today. Hi, this is 250 Supercross Champion Chase Sexton of the Geico Honda Team. To get the most performance out of your motocross bike, make sure you're using the Yoshimura exhaust systems. Visit Yosh at Yoshimura-RD.com to see their wide line of slip-ons and complete systems for your bike today. Now enjoy the Swap Moto Live Kickstart podcast. 
Writers like Justin Cooper, Dylan Ferrandis, Eli Tomac, Adam Entingnap, Josh Hansen, and more partner with Works Chassis Lab for engine mounts and other special parts to add comfort to and enhance the handling characteristics of their bikes. With championships and race wins to prove it, Works Chassis Lab Parts provides the winning edge. Visit WorksChassisLab.com for more information. In 2013, 6D Helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, the original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 6D ATR2 and ATR2U are even better than the original and carry a limited three-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 6dhelmets.com for more info. Welcome back to the 60 Helmets Kickstart Podcast. Malcolm had a little pee-pee break, and uh, you guys got to listen to some sweet commercials. So, The ranch, okay? How much stuff is really there beyond dirt bikes? You know, how many cars are there? <laughs> um, and does James still keep his cars there, or does he have them all at his? No, he has them all at his house. Um, he has one 68 Camaro. Uh, he has one sixty eight Camaro. Um, there's probably about probably at least about fifteen. Nah, probably, nah, maybe more than that. Probably, there's probably like twenty cars, twenty old school cars just sitting there. Maybe more than that. Mostly old school stuff? Yeah. Um of course, you know, we have our you know, some everyday driver cars and stuff like that, but most most people care about the old school. Like I said, my dad's really big into all his old school vehicles. I'm into it. Um I have two trucks. I have a '68 and I have a um, a '71, and I, um, so, and as well as got a '70 Chevelle as well. So, um, I'm actually shipping a '68 out here. <laughs> and what's the truck outside? Uh, that's a Cadillac, man. No, no, in that old white truck across the yours. Ooh, you talking about the '94 Ford? Yeah. I like the Ford. Yeah. I like the Ford a lot. That thing sucks gas though, big time. Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't, yeah. Driving there, the Paula, yeah, you're gonna need the yeah. gas. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and gas is way too expensive out here right now. So, so um, you had that shipped out? You didn't drive it out? No, no I don't. actually bought that truck out here. Um, yeah, I bought that truck out here. Uh, it was actually from um, one of the Suzuki guys, Renee. Uh, Renee. Oh. And then, but then um, our truck driver, or our, he was our bus driver at the time when James was racing, Lauren. Mm-hmm. Uh, bought it from him, so uh, it's kind of like the truck's been definitely passing around, but it, it sits way better with me. Yeah, it looks definitely <laughs> way better with me in it. But what's uh, the uh, what's ahead. the dream car? Um, like my dream car, like what, what would yeah, I yeah. love to have? Like, what's the one like you really, really want? Um, a '71 Impala. Okay, with like 28s on it. <laughs> See, I want like a, I want like the '98 Impala, but like blacked out. And yeah, like I, I mean, setting on rims. Yeah. See, I like the seventy. I like when '71 to '76. Um, you know who's really into Impalas and stuff, and and, uh, and, those, and those type of uh, we call them donks. That's what they consider. Mm-hmm. Them. Oh yeah. Me and Zach Freeberg. Now, let me talk about that guy. <laughs> Zach Freeberg. He may be white on the outside, but that dude is black all the way through. <laughs> he is black all the way through. <laughs> Uh, but like I said, he he's a uh, he's a good friend of mine, and he we always you know we you know we always be sending each other like DMs and stuff about like 
donks or, uh, or like what if it's Impalas, Caprices, you know, box Chevys or whatever. That's that's definitely our style. Does he race a guy in like an? Go ahead, Don. Does he race anymore? Is that? No, nah, he owns a track, uh, Tampa MX, uh, that's in Tampa, so obviously, and uh, he's had that's pretty going really successful. Mm. And uh, every time around um, around Daytona, he'll have those. Um, I think it's like Thursday nights. He has some some big race. I forget the name exactly of it, but um, it's it, it's really successful actually. Mm. You know, you'll get a lot of riders. You know, like I think Powers raced it one time. You know, Chisholm. Mm. You know, get some guys like that. So it, it's definitely. Um, you know, whatever he's got going on, it's really successful, so I'm happy for him. Were all those kids that, like, grew up riding with you guys, were they all super local, or did they relelocate to be closer to the to the ranch? Uh, kids as in, like, Zach Like, Freeburg. when you and Freeburg rode together, Starling was there for a bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we, I mean, a lot of us, we all rode together, we hung out, and, you know, like I said, Florida had, a like, a, a Florida series, like the Gold Cup, Winter Ams, and things like that, mm-hmm. and that still goes on today. Um, so we always saw each other all weekend and think you know every weekend or whatever so like me zach adam starling and the list goes on you know with a bunch of you know solid group of riders so uh, for me uh it, it's just cool to see us all grow up you know we all pretty much played in the same sandbox together what if we were tearing up some golf carts or whatever <laughs> so we did something though hey so change the subjects a little bit like when you went back home Swanee stayed on you about your training and stuff. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that, but that you did a lot happened. more riding back home than you did when you're out here, right? Because when uh, you well, start riding out here, you're still a little sensitive. Yeah, well, so I rode out here, I think twice, maybe one. Well, no, actually once. I went to Glen Helen the very first day I rode, yeah. and uh, um, I was still like a little. I wouldn't say sensitive. I was just more weak yeah. still, you know. Um, and I'll never forget the very first day I rode that that very next day I literally felt like I pulled every muscle in my entire body. Yeah. I was like, My back my back is broken. <laughs> <laughs> um uh but you know, again, it was more so I was, I was so happy to be back. Um my mechanic was like, dude, like you know, chill out. Like, you know, I'm like, dude, I, I can't. I, can't. I just like riding. I don't know. I didn't realize how much I missed it until I'm back out here, you know, and uh you know, it was fun, and then we went and did some riding, um, of course, in Florida. Uh, like I said, I got the track rebuilt, and uh, we, we just pretty much went, kept going from there. Did you have anyone riding with you back there? Yeah, I had uh, um, uh, just a couple local riders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had Jimmy Weeks come out. There's a couple guys, you know, um, obviously Ken Roxon and Roxon, um, as well as Kennard. Like, the whole Honda group actually came out, so... Yeah. Um, it was cool, like like I said, it was cool to add. Actually, even Adam came out since Rally too. So, like I said, we're all we're all friends here. You know, it's um you know a different track. They would get flooded out. They got flooded out. They would come out and ride and stuff like that. So, um, it was just good. And you know, like I said, I can go up there and share. Go up there. So, to me, it was it was more like a just a mutual thing, and we just you know enjoying ourselves. Did uh did the home track advantage? exist when like Kenny came out were you were you spanking him because you knew all the lines <laughs> no nah, I mean I, I mean actually the, the, the very first day he came out it was it was it, it we, he got riding a little bit by probably like maybe an hour or so then it flooded so and I was already done with my moto so um you know I didn't really we weren't even like comparing like lap times because that dude, come on it, it was like uh, it's more like just hey have fun mm-hmm. enjoy yourself you know um 
and I think he, you know, did a couple whips and stuff like that. So I think he was just more, more pumped just to, um, you know, just to be out and enjoy yourself and just get some riding in and do with his training mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So a uh, different terrain is always more fun to ride, especially yeah. when you know you got good dirt things like that. When when riders of like Kenny's caliber or, or other top guys that come out for the first time, do they play it real cool or do they kind of? shit their pants the way like i did the first time came out no i mean they're they're all i mean they're all pumped just to be yeah. there you know dude i mean i mean it's kind of like you heard it all you know all year long and things like that like i was super pumped when i went to uh chad's place for mm-hmm. very very mm-hmm. time and i tried to play it all cool but i was like inside i was like dude i'm so pumped to be here i was just like oh this would be cool like just just like you know being here that's, that's dope so um, I'm sure that everybody's like that, you know, at some point, you know, when I went, I did my graph, when I rode my graph track, that's, I don't know, I forgot where his place way is, down way down, for, for, yeah. the, for the straight uh, road. I was like, dude, I was like, yeah. ride my graph track, like, it's pretty dope, you know, so everybody has like that little bit of inside, you know, but you ain't gonna show it, you ain't yeah. gonna be like, <laughs> like, whatever, so, um, like I said, to me, uh, it's just, you know, enjoy yourself, have fun, and you can. I guess you can sit there and say you wrote it off the list. You can, you can sit there and say I was here. Yeah. Hey, when your brother was racing, and this is like super well known that him and Chad and Ricky like all hated each other, and like it was a really intense rivalry. It doesn't seem like guys are as so cutthroat anymore. Like, can you tell as a racer that it's a little bit less intense? I mean, you guys still want to win, but it's not as like kill or be killed. Uh, yeah, because I think. Um, the, the, the new age, I guess, is a little bit, a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. It you need a sparring partner, <clears throat> and I guess the, the you know uh, in order to push yourself, it, it like the thing is, it's crazy because like it's a race every day. You know, if when you're sparring with somebody, especially like you know whoever it is, if it's Roxon or Vince Freeze or or since Red, like doesn't matter whoever your guy you grew up with, it's literally like a race every day. So mm-hmm. when you go to the race on the weekend, it's it's a little bit more of a freer. And plus, like, you know, back in the day with Chad, you know, James and Ricky, I mean, those dudes are on different levels. Like, I mean, it was just you can't compare the apples and apples to their time. It, it was just like the things that they did. Like, mm-hmm. like you, yeah. I mean, if if you had their exact same speed on these bikes today, that's probably it'll start probably still whoop us. <laughs> uh, and their time, their prime, you know, like it's just it's just too hard to tell. But um, I think riders now, I think we just more so you you want somebody to spar with, you want somebody to ride with. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it's just everything's different now, you know, and everything's completely yeah. different. Because it even seems like in social media stuff, like everybody talks to each other and likes stuff and. Ten years ago, that wasn't happening. No, and no, and, and you're starting to see that in every sport. You know, like mm-hmm. you're seeing NFL players swapping jerseys, basketball players yep. doing the same thing, baseball players. So it's it's kind of like I just think it's just the way the world is today, and I think more people are more friendly. Um, and and I think that if anything, that it's, that's really good because now like it gets the fans more involved like you know that guy that you used to hate but then you went to this guy and like oh he's friends with this guy now so it's like oh well i guess it must be okay <laughs> mm-hmm. so um again like you know every every year every time we, you know we're all on a motorcycle we're always setting new you know new goals and you know and and i guess i would say um I don't even know how to even say. It. I guess I guess I would just say like it's it just things are just going the way they're going now, and I think everybody's pumped about it. 
Yeah. Of course, you got enemies now. Everybody has enemies. Yeah. Who's your Everybody, has, Everybody enemy? has somebody that they think hates. I'm not gonna yeah. tell you my enemy. I'm not gonna tell you out. You you have an enemy? Um, of course. Everybody has enemies. Really? Yeah. Of course. Um, but I'm not like, oh, like, dude, I I hate this guy's guts. You know, it wasn't like you know how Chad, Ricky, and James were. Mm-hmm. Like, them, them dudes really hated each other. Like, <laughs> those dudes really hated each other. They race hard. They respect each other, but they really hated each other. I know all of them because I used to see. I, see the cool thing about me. See, I was like that kid. I used to walk around in everybody's pit. You know, I used to go to Ricky's pit. You know, obviously my brother's pit. I walked over to Chad's pit. And every time I heard, every, every time I walk in there, I'd be like, "Man, James this, James that, or Ricky this, Ricky that, Chad's this." So I got to, see, I got to hear it all. <laughs> so. Okay, let me ask you this. Remember that race? I can't remember which city it was, but after the finish, Chad rode up to James and grabbed him by the back of the neck. And was <laughs> Jacksonville. I know he did Jacksonville. I think he did at St. Louis, too. What, what did he say? Um, I'm not going to sit there and say <laughs> that. Oh, I'm going to put it a PG-13, but it was not good. It was Let's not just good. put it that way. They both were sitting there saying some uh, not, good, not nice words to each other. <laughs> Not nice words at all. That so, was tense. Uh, yeah, uh, it yeah. was real tense. Dude, I mean, you think about it, bro. You're, you're mad. You're heated up. I mean, I, I mean, how can you not be mad? I mean, yeah. you, mm-hmm. you, it's, and then on top of that, even your guy, you're the guy that did it to the person, and then you come back, do whatever you did. You're gonna be mad in general just by whatever that person said to you. So I mean, mm-hmm. it's just you get caught up in the moment. It's easy to get carried away. I mean. I mean, we all do things as riders, and we all say things, but, you know, usually we, we try to – the best thing to do is keep your helmet on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did your brother really kick a bike off the stand and then leave his goggles one time as, like, a calling card? Um, I know he kicked the bike off the stand, yes. Uh, I don't know about leaving his <laughs> goggles. Uh, I mean, but the thing is, is, like, it's crazy. Like, you get people that – you know, ride by the pit, and you know, mechanics and riders, they you know, get mad, heated up, and, and come by. I mean, I see Chad come to our pit all the time when he was, he was all pissed off, and Ricky, the same. I mean, it's did you get caught up in the moment again? It's like you get caught up in one, you want to say you know, a couple words, and then you want to walk, you know, whatever. So, I think James, you know, he pushed it to that, that edge, but hey, it is what it is. Um, you know, obviously, no, no, he didn't, he may have damaged the bike, but. You know, he didn't do anything to Chad, so I think that's that's a good relief. <laughs> <laughs> has, ha, as best you know, has James ever James ever gotten a fist fight? Besides with you or something? Oh, we we fought. Yeah, I whooped him, <laughs> tore him up. <laughs> but but I mean, besides you, um, and not that I know, not 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 really. I mean, maybe, maybe. I mean, if he did, he wouldn't tell me. Yeah. If he did, he wouldn't tell me. Uh, How about you? Yeah, I fought. I won some and I lost some. I'd be proud to sit there and say that. I, that, that, that I, you, it takes a real man to sit there and say that he lost some fights. But I ain't never lost this one-on-one. I got jumped. That's mm. different. That's a lot different. So that's why I don't even like Gators, Florida Gators either. Because that's where I got my whooping. Yeah? Yep. I was wearing an FSU jersey up there. Yeah. <laughs> Came back with a butt whooping all the way home. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, I think always, I, I don't never fight again uh, because I think even when you win, you still lose because no no fight feels good. 
regardless. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like watching something today, and I was some guy got knocked out at a subway, and I'm like, man, do you think that guy left today thinking like I'm gonna get the shit kicked out of me? Like left his house going like, yeah, I'm gonna get into it. Uh, no, I don't think anybody expects anything. Are I think talking, no. Are you talking subway sandwiches or a yeah? Sub- he subway got station? he got he got knocked out into the chip rack at the subway. Oh, and I was just like. He's basically dude, saying, dude. like, he woke up and was like, yeah, I'm going to fight somebody today. Yeah, like, yeah, like you don't do that. No. Yeah, it's weird. Not unless yeah, you, you really have some some, some, some hatred issues. in you. Yeah, you got to have some serious yeah. hatred. Uh, yeah, yeah. Most, most of the time it's always been uh, freely and then some stuff started. And I'm not really <laughs> the guy. I mean, the funny thing is I'm a nice guy. I'm the most friendliest person in it. It's not – usually any time I've ever gotten a fight, it's not because of me. It's because of the friends, the, somebody you hung out with and, you know, mm-hmm. they're pushing yeah. and shoving. And, you, you know, you go, hey, man, hold, hold, hold on. Then you get jacked <laughs> in the back of the head. And now, now, oh, now, now you started this. Now this is – I got to start finishing stuff. So, again, we don't fight no more because it's, it's no need for that. I'm professional. I got to be, be – be professional, so no kids, no need kids, no y'all don't need to be fighting. Yeah. Just was there just, fighting going on at them car shows? You know what's funny? No, see that's the cool thing about car shows, old school car shows, because everybody's old, they're fat and happy. You know, you're <laughs> tired in. The only thing, you, the only thing you're doing is cheersing. Yeah, <laughs> you're just slapping beers together. <laughs> that's it. Nice. What's the maddest? What's the maddest you've seen your dad? Ooh, um, Southwick. Now, um, uh, I mean, like at you then, if it's not, if, yeah, uh, I mean, ew, it's tough. I usually, he gets mad at me, you know, mm-hmm. it, I probably amateur races, probably a lot of amateur mm-hmm. races because some days I'll just go out there and like, uh, I'll win a moto and then like the next month I just want to ride around 10th mm. and he just gets pissed. Because it's like there's no need for you to be riding around tent and, and not move forward and at least not try. Yeah. Um, usually you don't really get too mad. I mean, he's the type. It has. I mean, what if it's racing or something? But it's usually he always got mad at me when I was doing like a, a kid, you know, tearing up something. You know, mm-hmm. what if it's let's get a buddy and we'll take the mule and, and hook it up to a John boat with a rope and, and yeah. drag it around the racetrack. It's stupid stuff. Like this yeah. stuff that's just reckless. That's what he would get mad about. It doesn't really get too mad about racing. Cause it's like, uh, you know, we know we're, we're putting a hundred percent effort into it, but on the flip side, I mean, when things happen, I, I think it, it's, you know, you can't really help it, you know, and I think it's more, more so it's not just him mad. I think it's more like everybody's mad that's in your group mm-hmm. type thing. So, um, he learns, he, I mean, I guess he, he tries to keep his cool and things like that. But again, I mean, there's, there's times every, every, I guess I would say every father or every parent or whatever has lost their cool at a racetrack. <laughs> Literally every single one at yeah. one point in time. Hey, uh, switching subjects to the upcoming season, you have to be full of confidence because of the excellent showings you had before you got hurt, the conditioning you're in right now, you're familiar with the bike, you're on the same bike, you know, grand, there's a new one coming, but it's still Honda. What, what expectations do you have for yourself? Um, Really just go out and have fun, enjoy yourself, enjoy the season, good to be back. Um, 
it's not like, oh, I got to get this position or anything like that. Of course, we all have our own personal positions that mm-hmm. we want. I'm not going to tell anybody that because that's my that's my behalf. Um, but um, just just be, you know, being happy to be back. You know, mm-hmm. I think being happy, being in front of thousands and thousands of crowds and um, seeing people that I haven't seen all year. It's, it's more of just um, it's almost like. These are like your little family, you know, it's like uh, you know where you're supposed to be and, and when you're not there, of course, it's going to suck. But, mm-hmm. you know, or if it's seeing, seeing guys like you and um, all kinds of people, some different riders, mechanics and things like that. So it's more of, a, you know, just being happy to be back and enjoying yourself and um, that and riding and racing in front of the crowd. That's that's the most you – know, I think that's the most funnest thing is being in front of people that – that are out there watching you, you know, knowing that you got thousands of people out there watching you. Uh, I think um, that speaks for itself, the feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm. What's it going to feel like when you win your first race? It's going to feel good. Yeah? Yeah, it's going to feel good. It's going to feel I, like I, I won that championship. I mean, do, you, do you believe it right now? You're of course. Of course you believe. I mean, if you didn't, if yeah. I didn't believe what I did, uh, I wouldn't be doing this right now. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you know, um, Everybody, like I said, everybody has their own goals, but you got to have your own, you know, your own beliefs. And we're all professional riders, and I think that's why we do it because we believe in ourselves and we believe in the group that's around us, and that's what's going to take us to the next level. Mm-hmm. Can't do it all by yourself. You got to have people with you. So you got to have your group. And um, like I said, I'm I'm happy where I'm at right now. My group is MCR, and I'm happy where I'm at. And we're gonna, I'm gonna try to take them to the next level, and they're gonna help me to do whatever I can. Mm-hmm. Cool. Strain from the subject a little bit. I just something popped in my head. You were teammates with Jason Lawrence, right? At Suzuki City, but oh, he yeah. just he just never showed up. Yeah. Did you ever test with him? Did you ever ride with him? Nothing. It's just he was just on. Never the seen him. His name was just on the truck. <laughs> Wasn't even on the truck. It was, it was, I don't know. He I was know, supposed I, to race. I know yet. he had a bike on there. Yeah. I, I know he had a bike on there. It was ready. Three thirty-eight. That thing was hot too, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Thing was ready too, so uh, yeah, he never showed up. You know, it's unfortunate, but like I said, um, and, you know, Jason he had a he had a hell of a career too. He, you know, like I said, dude won a championship. You know, I think he was a, he was a he's the rider that introduced trash talking. Yeah. Uh, so um, like I said, he had a unique style, the way the style is, and um, like I said, it's unfortunate his career was kind of short, but dude, dude did what he needed to do, and that was it. You know, yeah. so. Damn, I was, I was hoping you would have some great Jason Lawrence story about like no, I don't testing uh, or something. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, like I said, the only person I'd be kicking it with is Josh Hansen. So and he's a solid dude, and um, that's pretty much it, really. Uh, I got Hansen, obviously um, Vince Freeze, and you know any of the other riders that show up around, and yeah, um, that's really it. I just kind of we're out here, and I mean, of course, I got my teammates, you know, for you know Swanpool group, but. You know, we're just out here enjoying our time and enjoying ourselves and, um, you know, we're just trying to – everybody's here to – I mean, the cool thing about it is, like, the whole group I surround myself with, everybody's moving forward. They're all, they're all trying to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. And there's no need to surround yourself with people that are going backwards. So, um, you know, you got to separate that, and that's the reason why I'm out here, you know, um, to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I also heard something that, like, MCR may be looking for a third 450 rider. Is that true? They were. There's rumors about it. Um, I don't know if it landed anything. Um, like I said, there, there's definitely talks, um, but I don't know exactly if 
what's what's going to happen in I mean, there's. I mean, to be honest with you, I, there's no telling. Yeah. There's no telling. Yeah. All I know is I'm signed. That, that's You're it. Signed. That's all I'm worried yeah. about. I'm signed. I'm here. I'm here. You're going to see number 27 on the MCR bike at A1. That's it. That's all y'all need to know. And <laughs> are you, your contract, are you exempt and protected from a gear, team gear deal? No, I'm I'm running my own my own yeah. setup. Yeah. So you're allowed to stay in seven no matter yeah, what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I heard, uh, um, I guess like like I said, the cool thing about working with Genova, he understands. He yeah. understands, you know, things like that. Um, there's of course there's definitely edges that you know he can he can do, and there's obviously things that I could do. But um, Genova, he's a cool laid back guy, so he understands, you know, as far as business wise, and you know, we I am you know seven in the brand of the company, so. Um, he understands that, but you know, there's things that you know you might have to give up, and mm-hmm. you know, we we always come to an agreement no matter what situation it is, where if it's gear wise or whatever it is. So, like I said, I'm I'm glad to be working with Genova, and, and as well as Tony Alessi, you know, that's another guy. He he raised, he has a kid, Michael Alessi, so he understands when it comes to gears and things like that, and just comfort as a rider. So um, that's the cool thing about working with the group, and as as well, you know, you got Vince Freeze, he's there, so. Um, we're all we're all understandable, and I can think that's the reason why I like this team is everybody understands everybody. Nobody's mm-hmm. trying to trying to get the other, you know the upper edge on somebody because of you know or, or two to one or something like that. It's everybody has their own say, and everybody, you know we all try to come up with a group and 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 as a group to try to figure out the situation. Mm-hmm. How are mm-hmm. things going with seven? I mean, I, we were there the other day. I, I was there meeting with Block and and Roger. And uh, dude, the new office is sick. Yeah, no, like we're we're moving up. You know, uh, like I said, Seven is doing really good um, in the industry and things like that. So, and of course, we got new new um, new gear that's coming out soon. And they wouldn't show yeah, me anything. No, of course not. I was like, Let me but, see some drawings. No, no. <laughs> that's the whole point. You gotta keep you on edge. You know, we got some things that are gonna be dropping here soon. So. Um, again, it's it's just um, I love the way how we're moving, and um, I could be proud of you know could be more proud of being uh, you know being in it and involved in it. So um, it's cool. Like I said, all the all the guys, all the group, everybody at seven, they're all working really, they're working their butts off and stuff like that. So again, it's uh, like we're all one big happy family, and you know when you're happy at work, you know you're happy at home. That's when you get stuff done. Do you ever have to go and like package and do some shipping? Nope. Cause I got the best shipping guy that's around town. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So I'll never have to worry about that. Like I said, uh, everybody's happy. Everybody's enjoying themselves. Even at seven, and we're moving forward. We got a lot of, a lot of, like I said, a lot of new things in the works and uh, new cool and ideas, and we're just moving forward with everything. So, yeah. like I said, work's good. Like I said, I got seven. I guess we're all moving. Everything's good right now. So we're gonna try to keep it that way and keep moving forward. Like mm-hmm. I said. Hey, that helmet you were wearing the other day, I don't think that was an MCR paint job. Was that the new Mookie replica? Uh, no, it was a new Shoei helmet. <laughs> yeah, is, is it the new? No, it, no, it's just new Shoei helmet that they okay. that they dropped. Yeah, um, that thing was cool. Yeah, um, I, I, me personally, I love that helmet. You know, yeah. uh, I, I think the new skin of it was re- was really cool and the design of it and everything. So, um, hats off to the Shoei guys. That that's that's really cool, and I'm, I'm sure. Um, 
I think it has a new Scott goggles on too. <laughs> I had it. I think they did. I been getting hooked yeah, up, yeah. man. Tell you when you come back out here, they be giving me all the good stuff. I got the <laughs> new stuff, man. I'm hot right now. I'm telling you, that's why you think I wrote so good. You did. You I'm, I mean, you, you you look good. You feel good. And I know I'm all. I mean, you are. No, I look good. I, you know, you see all this right good. here. That's hey. that's that sexual chocolate. <laughs> all girls love chocolate. Yeah. I want you to think about that every time. Did you see my? Uh, did you see my hashtag on the? Uh, the picture I posted? It's sexual. You said something, uh, chocolate. No, something. I, said, I said six pack of chocolate milk. Si- yeah, six pack of chocolate Because I saw, you know, you posted a picture. Yeah, you, saw, you, you, you saw my uh, my beach photo. <laughs> yeah, dude, you and your homies at the beach, and you had a six pack, Malcolm. I know. I've been working well, hard. Yeah, I know. So how much are you down right now compared to before you started working with Swanee? Oof. Before I started working with Swanee, I was... When I first, I'll never forget, when I first talked to him, he asked me, like, what'd you weigh? And I was like, oh, dude, uh. <laughs> I'm like, 215. He goes, no, nah, for real, what do you really weigh? I'm like, like two, 224. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was not, let's just, just say I was like 225. But um, we brung the weight down, and uh I'll, I'll never forget. I was, I was. It was like July. I, uh, I just got back from like Amsterdam and stuff, and racing over there, in Italy and stuff. And I got back, and I'll never forget. It was like end of July, and I was eating this burger. And I'm like, this burger was so good too. But I was got on the scale, and I was like, that's the heaviest I've ever seen. And I got on the scale, and it said 227, and I was like. Yeah, no, we got to change this. This this can't happen. So I was like, I got to make some difference, make some calls, do something better. And then um, I remember, I forgot, I like, lost, like, five pounds. And then I had Swanee. I got a hold of Swanee. And then, dude, I, I lost over, like, 30, 40 pounds. <laughs> like, um, again, it was just the program. Yeah. It was just a matter of the program, the commitment, and um, – like I said, everything that Swanee did, it, and of course it was hard work, but he made it seem like it wasn't that hard. I mean, mm-hmm. he seen it, it was hard, but I guess it would say being what people did make it seem like it was that bad. Like when you're down there sweating and you got another guy out there miserable too, it makes you feel a lot better about yourself. And mm-hmm. when, of course, I mean, you take any guy. I mean, as a Swanee, I mean, y- you basically take you're taking a guy that's like way out of shape, out of out, you know, way up above his weight limit, and you know, you bring him back down to fighting weight. I mean, as a him, as a person, he should, like, get, that makes you feel good inside, you know. And then now you got a guy that, that can go out there and win races. So, to me, like, um, it's more of just the belief. And I know he believes in me. So that's why we're going to work together again this year. And, um, I, it's, like I said, I'm more than happy where I'm at. And I'm just looking forward to what, you know, what's, what's got in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna, like I said, we got Montreal coming up right now. That's gonna be a fun race, of course. Like nobody's really rode Supercross, so nobody. It's it's not like you guys set the world on fire in September. You know, mm-hmm. the biggest, the competition, the the real deal is, you know, uh, next season, twenty twenty season. You know, at the end of the day, when you're sitting on there, you know, you look at the results sheet of where you finish at the standings. That's that's the real deal. You know, mm-hmm. these these next four races is more of gate drops. Learning the bike, learning, you know, your situation and what you got going on, fitness, chassis, whatever, learning the whole program and using that as, as, as what's going to happen for next year. 
and that's what we're doing. Um, uh, again, of course, every time you race, you take it serious. Mm-hmm. We all know that. Every rider, it's the reason why we do it. That's 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 our that's our job. And um, like I said, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I'm happy. Cool. Hey, Mal. Talking about that Suzuki City, like when you started, that feels like a lifetime ago. Like, how do you feel now? The best shape you've ever been, and now you're like a guy that's expected to win races. Whereas even then, it was just like, yeah, he's going to come in and have fun. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would say I was I was a rookie at that time, so I was I was just enjoying myself, having fun, um, and and even now, like even going into 2020 season, like the whole the same mentality doesn't change of why I do you know do what I do now. Uh, it's because it's fun, you know, it mm-hmm. is fun. Yeah, of course. Anytime the moment that you receive a paycheck is when you realize it's a job, but you enjoy the time while you're doing it. You enjoy every mm-hmm. moment of it. You enjoy, like I just said earlier, like being at the racetrack, gate drives, being a, you know, in front of thousands of fans. Like um, that's the things that you enjoy. You enjoy the racing and stuff. So um, to me, like I think, what if it's from 2011 to now? Um, that same mentality of having fun, enjoying yourself, has never changed. Of course, like fitness of has tremendously changed. Um, so that's that's definitely a big gift. But uh, I never lacked like speed. I've always just lacked like fitness and things like that. So now that you know I'm getting that under control, I think we can do some damage next year. So, um, but yeah, man, like that's that's like the biggest thing. I, I never forget the very first time I was at, it was actually at Houston, and I was like, man, like you know all these times I've been and watched races and and been there with my brother, and then finally like being there. And it's you. It's like, whew, like this is this is really happening. Like this is this is what it, it's a whole different ball game. Like yeah, I've been down on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it's you, it's a whole different feeling. And I think um, I never forget what my brother told me. He goes, "Listen, like, don't worry about don't worry about the results. Just if you worry about you know finding the balance of having fun and um, and doing your job and you take it 100 percent, your results will come." So here we are, you know, results come. Obviously, I won the championship 2016, had some good races from, from 2011 up to now. So um, I've had fun this entire time. I've enjoyed myself. I'm not looking uh, anytime soon to, to give that up. So I'm, I'm happy where I'm at, and we're going to keep moving forward. I know I keep saying I'm happy, but I really am truly happy. <laughs> it feels good to be back. It feels damn good to be back. It's good to have you back. Now, good to have you back out here, too, because – I don't want to see you, though. I'm happy. I don't want to see you. Because it just means you're going to go on a mountain bike ride. Yeah. Dude, not right you. now. Dude, honestly, I'm, I'm not too pumped on that whole mountain bike ride thing. Like I said, I saw that big old snake. I ain't too pumped on that. Like, yeah, like I don't think you understand. Like, Let me go ahead and explain something to you, right? You, like, as a person, you like, oh, I see a snake. Like, you you may play with, you play with snakes. Black people don't play with snakes, bro. None, none, like there's none of us. So like you know, nah, no, turn the other way. That's did exactly what the, I did. Did you see the? the I saw everything. The Google I've, thing I, I, I sent you. I don't care about no Google. It's I don't care about a the, rattlesnake it, can't no. strike unless it's curled he, up. He can't strike where he's curled up. Well, knowing my luck, knowing my luck, I'll be it. Be that one snake that's curled up that does not curled up and get me. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be that one snake or me riding over it and it gets caught up in the back wheel and you know 
I don't want him to swallow none of my stuff whole. Like, yeah. bro, trust me. Like, I ain't trying to deal with this right yeah. now. So yeah. the best idea <clears throat> is let him do what he needs to do and just wait for him. So if he what wants are you going to do? Because I know Swanee, a big part of Swanee's program is mountain biking. No, it's it's not that. It's right now. It's striking season for them. It's just strike <laughs> for the snakes. Yeah, right now it's okay. all strike. It's strike season. It, it ain't biting. It's strike. Yeah, strike. Okay, okay. Tear, tear anything that walks, anything that moves. It's it, they want it. Yeah, I'm not gonna be that guy to get bit. So I'm gonna wait. So you're gonna ride your road bike. I'm gonna wait and road bike for a little bit. Okay. Or or we let not or, or let Swanee go first. And he get bit. And he get bit. Okay. So at least somebody has, like, I want to tell the story of what happened. I don't want to be the guy that gets bit and didn't make it back to the hospital and end up dying. I want to be the person that tells the story. And I'm being, I'm being dead honest. Y'all think I'm joking. You, you think I'm playing. I'm not getting bit by no snake doing because of training. The, the hell with that. I can road bike. I can run. Yeah. You know, do sit-ups, whatever. But we don't need me mountain biking. We, we in their territory. You don't think I'm playing. I'm telling you right now. I ain't going to get bit by no snake. If I do, I'm letting the whole world know what happened. <laughs> All right, Malcolm. Got bit by anaconda. <laughs> <laughs> the anaconda squeezes you. I don't man. care. <laughs> I'm going to tell them, oh, man, big old python swallowed me up, man. I, I, I survived. I got out. Oh, man, I'm gonna tell them. I'm gonna tell a fish story. I'm gonna tell everybody if I got bit by a snake. But I'm gonna tell them. Oh man, dude, he, you ever seen anaconda? Man, I got out. I don't, I don't know how he got. He must got dropped off by the space or something. And he came out and swallowed me up. How about those? How about tarantulas? You okay with that? I don't really like spiders, but I mean, I know they don't get bit. I know they don't bite people. You know what the tarantulas do though? What? They, they. Okay, so one day I picked one up like that. And I took a selfie with it, and later that night, my nose got all big, and I did some Google search, and they shoot tarantulas when they're threatened, they shoot these microscopic hairs off their ass, hoping to get in the eyes of whatever's messing with them, right? I had sunglasses on, so I bounced off sunglasses, but they stuck me in the nose. Was your nose swollen? My nose got all swollen that night. Well, see, it, here's the difference. Let me go ahead and tell you another thing. Black people don't play don't with play spiders with... either, okay? So that, that's where you fail to realize. We, we're we not like creature people like that. You know, we don't mess Dude, with he that picks stuff. Up, he picks up everything. Nah, and, and I, no, I no, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, no. you want to do that? That's you. But don't pick no spider up. Don't play with no snakes because we and you, this right here, ain't going to happen no more. <laughs> this friendship right is going to end quick. Real quick. I promise. That's why I didn't want to open the door up earlier because I had a feeling that you had a snake in your hand and doing something stupid. So that's why I was like, I, I, I shut the door. I'm like, I ain't going around the corner because he got something around his hand and I ain't going to be cool with it. So, I'm telling you right now, you throw a snake on me, there ain't going to be no more 48 riding around the racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, nah. See, like, that's, like, that's not no. cool. There's no, there's nothing yeah, no, cool about that. None of that. None of that. There's yeah. no need for none of that nonsense. All right. Well, hey, Malcolm. Thank you for spending the afternoon with me and Anton for the 60 Kickstart podcast. I'm stoked you're back here because we'll see you around the tracks more. And it's always barrel full of monkeys laughs. And uh, I'm excited as hell to see you race. Yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah. I'm pumped, and I'm you know, like I said, thanks for always having me on. You know, uh, you guys know I got nothing but love for you guys, so um, it's good to have you guys around, and I'll be around. Don't come to me about no snake, though. I'm 
tell uh, you right now. But uh, other no. than that, other than that, we good. Yeah, yeah we're gonna be good. So I'll be hey, seeing can, you guys. Okay, around. this big serious diet you got now. Can I call you and we go to dinner still? Or of you? course, you know you work hard during oh, the week. Dude. I can have. There's always remember, there. everybody remember, has a cheat day. Remember after we did the mountain bike race, we went to Wood Ranch. Yeah. Do you remember the blonde girl that served us? Uh. Uh-uh. <sighs> do you, do you let me go ahead and explain another thing to you? Do you know how many blonde girls are out here in California? Do you yeah. know that? They're all in it. You just yeah. pick a car. I'm just saying. <laughs> pick a car. Dude. Chevy Chris. You don't Start picking cars out here. You don't remember our server? No. Mm. All right. Well, we made it happen. Oh, look at you. <laughs> you made it finally happen. Good job. Yeah. Proud. <laughs> Poor girl. Got it. Now she's in photos. Here we go. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. You ruined we your jumped, life. No, we jump-started <laughs> career. All right, all right. You know what? This is getting silly, so we're going to call it quits. Yeah, you should. But, uh, Anton, <laughs> thanks, thanks for, for having me, in. boys. Thanks for having Always. me. And, uh, Antoine, I'll probably see you sometime next week, two weeks. Yeah, we'll right be seeing each other soon. We need yeah. to drop a video soon of me around one time. Yeah. Get back around yeah, did you too. see? Uh, so I put a picture of you up, and I wrote, oh, Malcolm was hauling ass. And the first thing, what's with all these photos? We want to see video. So, yeah, yeah, I saw yeah that no, too. you can't please nobody. So. No, nope, 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 nope. All nope. right, so let's shoot a video next week. You ready? No. No? Not shooting. No, no way. Not oh, right You don't now. have numbers on your bike yet. Mm-mm. And on top of that, yeah, no. Yeah. No, I, that, no. No. All right, when you're ready. Because we're not. When, when it's on my terms. Okay. You, well, you, about that? you call us. My term, you call, call you. Now, you're, right. you're right around the corner. I am. So, just like earlier, I was going to text you. I'm on my way. I didn't even get a chance. Dude, I say, can we do this? And you, you don't reply. I, yeah, you're right. I didn't know. I didn't know you text me. It's my fault for yeah. sure. It's definitely my fault. Yeah. It's bought me more time. It's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Anyways, go away, man. Why are you still here? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't like you. I like Antoine better. You like Antoine? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. The white we guy? have we we have the video to prove that too. Yeah. Yeah. Lots mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about the video of Roger dancing? Oh, now? boy. See, that's where oh, you started. See? See? Don't get that's me in see, trouble now. Huh? That, see, don't get... you were doing good until huh? you had to bring it up. Yep. You see, I need seven bring... gear. Hey. I never had seven gear. I need some gear. See? Don't yeah. get yeah, me don't... cut off yeah, already. Just... Okay. You're already trying okay, to blow okay. this guy's wand already. All right. All right. All right. All right. Good deal. Well, hey, thank you for listening to our show with Malcolm Stewart. Visit SwapMotoLive.com. Bookmark that website because it's the banger. It's the banger. So, thanks for listening. All right.